Hey there, and welcome to the Tax Sell Podcast Friday edition. My name is Casey Dimon, and I'm your host. If this is your first time joining us, first off, welcome, and thank you so much for listening. And secondly, don't forget to listen to all of our previously recorded episodes and come back weekly as we post new episodes on both Mondays and Fridays. On today's Friday edition, our title is Margins Mitigate Mistakes Made. So I've discussed this a little bit before, but with every single type of investing, there's going to be some sort of risk. Tax sell investing is certainly no different. Of course, there are countless ways to minimize your risk as much as possible. Much of what I teach others on is how to minimize that risk. That's one of the biggest parts of this business. But even still, there will always be some sort of risk. Oftentimes, it's the inside of the house that we can't see into. It's the valuation that we put just a little bit too high. It's a slight shift in the market. It's holding a property a touch longer than we thought we would. It's a number of different things. The question is, how can we mitigate these risks? What can we do? If we wait until the perfect property to invest in, then we will never invest in anything. And unfortunately, that actually happens to many new investors. They wait and they wait and they wait. And don't get me wrong, I'm all about waiting for the right opportunity, but at some point, you've got to learn how to spot those opportunities and jump all over it. You must take action. But some people never do. Or they do the opposite, the extreme. They don't worry about trying to minimize any risk. They don't worry about the proper due diligence and they buy a terrible, terrible property. I get emails like this all the time from people who find me after they've made these mistakes. So the key here is to research the property as much as possible and even still build in substantial margins. I'm a huge advocate of having huge margins. You probably are too, right? Of course, everybody wants to make as much money as possible. But the reason I structure my margins to be so large is part because of the money that I want to make. But possibly a bigger part is because of the risk that I am trying to mitigate using those margins. And the truth is that this will limit the selection of properties you have that you're able to purchase that will meet these high margins. And in the end, you might not make as much as the guy who takes all the thin margined deals that happen to come with huge risk, but you'll be well prepared to avoid those risks. I was just looking at a house yesterday that might have had some potential mold issues. Now it also might not have had any mold issues, but in my mind, the property, it had to be full of mold. You know, the kind where you like the hazardous waste guys are wearing these huge suits and masks and stuff like that. I'm budgeting for big, big issues. And I do this with everything. If I think I can sell something in a month and I have a $50 per month HOA bill, I'll just go right ahead and I'll factor in 500 bucks for that HOA. I'll figure that I'm going to own it 10 extra months, right? Just in case. So I will always start with my expected and minimum margin. That's the least amount of money that I'll accept for the work I'll do while investing in that property. And work is a relative term here. I'm not talking about like sweat equity, but my time invested in that property, in that transaction. So I'll take that minimum number and then I'll add on every single possible thing that could go wrong. And when you're starting out, really stretch these numbers too if you want to be safe. I know what can go wrong because early in my career, it all went wrong at some point or another. Those were my expensive learning lessons in this business. Now, I budget for them anytime there's a remote possibility it could exist. So in the end, what happens is I have the minimum amount I will make from the property. And then 
Worst case scenario, the rest of my margin will cover all of the potential issues. But, and most commonly, a better case scenario is what happens when I don't face any of these major issues or very few of them. In that case, I'll have my minimum acceptable margin for putting the work in that transaction plus all of the buffer margin that goes right back in to my pocket. Tax sale investing is a business that revolves around managing your risks. It's a business that requires you account for the things that you don't expect. And it's also a business where you must put in the work up front without any promise of return down the road. You might research and set max bids for 20 or 30 properties, and you might not get a single one. But the one you do get can bring in a substantial amount of money if you do it correctly. So make sure you don't try to take the easy road and skip out on all the necessary research and that when you are preparing those maximum bid amounts, determine your minimum acceptable profit for putting the work in that transaction plus whatever margin you need based on that specific property. I truly hope that this Friday episode has helped you out. If we can be of any further help or you'd like to learn from me, there are a whole bunch of links in today's show notes. One of those will take you to our primary website, which is at taxcellacademy.com. And once you're there, you can get a free copy of my book, Tax Cell Playbook, if you just cover the nominal shipping charge, or you can go to that same website, taxcellacademy.com, to join the Academy for the most comprehensive step-by-step -step training programs that we offer. Hey, take care and make it a successful day. See ya.